things that you don't really want to talk about. But as I read it and um, as I was kind of going about my business, God did indeed talk to me about it. And he talked to me and challenged me. And so I'm really sharing what he challenged me about in the hope that it might just give you stuff to talk about in your small groups. Um, I'm going to do it relatively quickly to try and give you a little bit more time to share so that hopefully you will um, get the most out of it. So a lot of reading from Daniel, unfortunately. So um, we'll start off and I'll just give you the background. So basically, um, Nebuchadnezzar has had this dream and he um, has gathered all his wise men around and he said to them, right, you tell me what I've dreamed and the meaning of it. And they're like, no, 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 no. You, you tell us the dream and we'll tell you the meaning. And he's like, no, in fact, I'm going to up the odds. You tell me the dream and the meaning. And if you don't, I'm going to kill you all. So, you know, adds a little bit of jeopardy. Um, but unfortunately, the wise men cannot find the meaning of the dream. So this Arioch is given the task of going off to kill everybody. So we, we start the passage where Arioch goes off to meet Daniel. And it says, when Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon, Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact. And I think that's a really important thing right there. You know, Daniel was wise and he was tactful. And I think sometimes in the church, we forget that God, yes, he is absolutely a God of truth, but he's a God who is kind and he is loving. And just because we have maybe a word does not mean to say that it should be given in a harsh manner. I think sometimes we do need to recognize that we need to have wisdom in how we pass on God's, med uh, God's message and it should very much be in love. So he asked the king's officer, verse 15, why did the king issue such a harsh degree, decree? And Arioch then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went into the king, quite a bold thing to do, and asked him for time so that he might interpret the dream for him. So Daniel then returned to his house and he explained the matter to his friends Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. And he urged them to plead for mercy from God, from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends may not be executed from with the rest. So straight away, he didn't run away from the problem. And I think sometimes it's really tempting to kind of bury our head in the sand. Or, you know, I certainly, when it's um, something really big and worrying, I procrastinate, I hold fire, I, I worry and sit on it and don't do anything about it. But Daniel straight away was like, no, I'm going to do something about this. And he faced the problem, he found out about it, and then he got his um, precious people, the people that mattered to him, and they prayed and sought God. And then, lo and behold, God spoke to Daniel. And he said, in the night, 
Um, the answer, so during the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision and Daniel praised the God of heaven. And then he gave, gave this very big song. And so, you know, Daniel's instant reaction was to glorify God and to say, God, you have given me the answer. He didn't kind of go, oh, there we go. I've managed to solve the issue. He very much gave the glory to God. So he then goes off very boldly and speaks to Nebuchadnezzar. And he said, please don't execute the wise men of Babylon in verse 24. Take me to the king and I will interpret his dream for him. So Ariok took Daniel to the king at once and said, I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who can tell the king what his dreams means. So the king asked Daniel, also called Belshazzar, are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it? And Daniel replied, no wise man, enchanter, magician or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. He has shown Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the days to come. Your dream and the visions that pass through your mind as you were lying in the bed are these. As your majesty was lying there, your mind turned to things that were to come and the revealer of mysteries showed you what is going to happen. As for me, this mystery has been revealed to me, not because I have greater wisdom than anything, anybody else alive, but so that your majesty may know the interpretation and that you may be able to understand what went through your mind. Daniel went in, he was brave, he gave his answer to the king, and then he glorified God. He said to the king, this is who gave me the answer. It wasn't me, it was God. And I think, I don't know about you, but I sometimes really struggle to talk about God. I'm good at talking about the church, or um, I'm good at hinting to God, but I'm not necessarily good at talking about God. So, for example, if I'm praying for someone, I sometimes go, oh, I feel like that maybe this means something to you. And I'll, you know, talk about what I feel God has given me. But then sometimes I get caught up in that this is what I feel is important to you. And I forget to say, this is what God has shown me. This is from God for you, particularly when I'm talking to non-Christians. Um, and I just felt really challenged that maybe I need to be a little bit more explicit about the God of mysteries who reveals these things. So just to recap, Daniel faced the problem. He gathered precious wise people around him who he trusted and they prayed and they sought God. They saw the answer. Their immediate reaction was to praise. And then he gave the answer courageously, but pointed it towards the, the um, reason for the answer was that God had given it to him. Um, I was um, reading a book recently and one of the statements really struck me. It was um, set in uh, Auschwitz. It was a true story. And one of the people was asked to do something that was really scary. 
And she said, oh, I can't do it. I'm not brave enough. I'm not courageous at all. And the person said to her, bravery and courage is not just blindly doing something that is scary, but it is feeling scared and anxious and that you can't do it, but doing it anyway. And I thought that was a real challenge. You know, actually, sometimes to open my mouth and explicitly point to God. You know, Daniel wasn't, he didn't beat around the bush. He said, this isn't from me. No, no wise man, no um, person can actually get this apart from the God who reveals mysteries. So into the New Testament and look here, Jesus sent out people. So he sent out the disciples, he sent out the 72 and he gave them authority to do the miraculous. So that he sent them out to drive out demons, to cure diseases, to proclaim the, the kingdom of God. And he gave them authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome the enemy. And then if we go further into Luke, um, in Luke 10, it's, it tells us how. Um, and, he, you know, it's all about the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to be our helper to give us that kind of direct line to God. And if we have that direct line to God, then through the Holy Spirit, we have the ability like Daniel had to see the hidden things. In verse 21, it says, you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children, which is basically us. That's what he's saying, you know, for, to people who, aren't educated, who aren't big prophets, who aren't um, from the, the royal priesthood in terms of Jewish um, speak. He's saying, I'm giving this to normal people. And nobody um, knows the son except the father. No one knows who the father is except the son and those who the son chooses, chooses to reveal him. And he said, blessed are the eyes that see what you see for i tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to hear what you see but didn't see it and to hear what you hear but did not hear so that tells us that god has given us and a wonderful ability to see and to hear things that other people do not see and do not hear So when I was thinking about all of this, God gave me a picture of leaves. Um, we'd been watching Narnia and the, it showed the trees speaking and it kind of showed it as the leaves moving and curling. And I was driving up Holden Hill and all the leaves were shedding off the trees and they were blowing and swirling everywhere. And it reminded me of this verse about the Holy Spirit, that it blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you can't tell where it comes from. I don't know if you can hear. I'm actually going to close the window in a minute. But there is, uh, it's blowing a hoolie outside at the moment. Um, and the curtain, you can see billowing in the background because I've got the window open. But, you know, the, the Holy Spirit isn't a caged animal. It blows wherever it wants to go. And we are full of the Holy Spirit. And we are those people that can go where. God needs us to be. He will put us in places 
where he needs us to speak. And when I was thinking about it, I was really challenged because in the past, I have seen people freed from demon possession. When, when we were in Africa, it, you know, um, spiritual warfare was very in your face. And I, we, Paul and I have seen it there. We actually, when we did youth work, we, we saw it in this country. We, um, ha I myself have been um, healed from a heart condition. Um, I've seen other people healed. I've um, heard tongues. I've heard someone speak in tongues and then someone say, that's my language. I've heard, you know, I've heard and seen the miraculous. But actually, the majority of it was 20 years ago when I was doing, or when I was doing youth work. And in recent years, it's got less and less. And I just really felt challenged about why that was. Why is it that I am not seeing the miraculous like I did back then? And that might be something that you want to discuss in groups because you, you know it might be that you feel the same or it might be that you're seeing it all over the place and want to share that to your group. But I just wanted to really um, particularly round it up with this verse and it says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So my challenge for me through studying this is actually God reveal to me more. I'm going to really look for the Holy Spirit to speak to me more. So in your groups, I just wanted you to think about these questions. You might want to um, make notes. I don't know if there's a way of keeping it on the screen, but it's a possibility. And um, basically it says, do we have eyes to see and ears to hear the miraculous? Do we seek the spirit to do the miraculous? And if not, why not? So if like me, you're starting to feel like you're not seeing the miraculous like you did. You know, what, what is the barriers? Why not? And it might be that you want to share those and pray into those things. When was the last miracle you saw? Or, you know, have you seen some really spectacular things that you want to share? Share them, encourage each other with them. Because I think that's really exciting sometimes. And then just take a bit of time to pray for each other for the releasing of miracles into your lives and pray for God to give you the revelation. You know, it's, it's obvious that yes, it happened to Daniel, he was a prophet, but Jesus empowered us and gave us the Holy Spirit and to do what the disciples did and even greater thing is, it says in the Bible. So if, if we are given the authority and the ability to do it, why are we not wanting more of it? So perhaps you could pray for each other, maybe take a bit of opportunity to, to seek God and ask him for those revelations. And it could be that you have dreams, pictures, words, discernments and wisdom. But I would say, like Daniel, that you're wise, that you're loving and that you're tactful and that you share what God gives you appropriately. So sometimes 
you know, particularly if it's hard things or um, you feel it's a challenging thing for someone to hear, you know, sometimes it's good to seek another person to pray about it, to weigh it up. Um, and if you receive something that someone says from God, it does say in the Bible that we should test the spirits because sometimes it's very easy. You know, if I see someone that's upset, my heart goes for them and my heart says, oh, you know, I really want to comfort you. And so it might be that something is said in comfort, but actually, really, it's not God, but it's your heart just wanting to, to be able to do something. So um, take the time in your groups. Let's hope that miracles come over the next, you know, minutes, days, weeks from God. But let's be wise in how we do it.